Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and on this podcast, I will be speaking to inspirational individuals who specialize in the field of physical and mental health to offer you the tools that you need to become a stronger, healthier, and more confident man in today's world. Hello and welcome to episode number 64 of the Modern Warrior podcast. And today I have a fucking Modern Warrior with me here on this episode. Ray Cash Care, who is a Navy SEAL veteran with multiple tours and other numerous overseas security details. And upon leaving SEAL Delivery Vehicle Team 2, Ray turned his passion and SEAL team experience to the world of self-improvement and team building. Ray has become an accomplished fitness expert. He's an absolute beast and speaker on topics ranging from fitness and building high functioning teams to organizational transformation. Ray is also the founder of Conquer, a leadership and team building program designed to push men physically, mentally, and emotionally to break through personal barriers. Between his experiences in the SEAL teams and being featured on television, Ray has become a mindset and team building expert. Not ready yet. (laughs) He has also starred in Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks and was also selected by the United States Navy as the ambassador to be featured in the indoctrination film shown to all recruits at the Great Lakes Naval Recruit Training Command, the Navy's only boot camp. And Ray is also married with two wonderful kids. Absolute legend. Ray, man, I'm privileged and honored to have you here with me on today's episode. Thank you so much. How are you? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, after that awesome introduction, I guess we're out of fucking time. And then get, <laughs> and then uh, I could go on and on. Accent. Yeah. I've never heard that. It, it sounds so cool when you say it, man. Like when you say it with an American accent, I sound like a turd. You made me sound like a superhero. So hopefully I can fucking deliver. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, of all those things of accomplishments, the two greatest things, obviously, is my family. And truth be told, uh, me being a part of. Um, the indoctrination program for the Navy is kind of one of my, I don't get paid for it. Truth be told, I had an admiral call me and say, hey, is this petty officer care? And I'm like, uh, who's calling? And he's like, this is admirals, you know, fucking two star so-and-so. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, we love your videos of you motivating and pushing and how you, you know, how hard it was for you to become a Navy SEAL. And we want to use this in the videos of when you join the boot camp and then when you graduate. And he's like, do you have any questions? And I was like, he goes, and before you ask anything, you're not getting paid a fucking dime. I'm like, no, sir, no questions. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> and that was it, man. So yeah, uh, it's about providing a service, brother. That's why I'm here trying to make a world, the world a better place, one human at a time. Yeah. Honored. Thank you for reaching out. I know we had some technical difficulties before, but we're going to do this. I'm pumped. Yes. So let's do it. Yeah. Dive, dive in. For sure, man. And it hasn't always been this... Uh this glorious and glamorous has it i know you come from uh, quite a difficult background which potentially was a big driver for your success and for um for joining the seals perhaps 
Did you go back a little bit? The farther? climb is the story, brother. The at the top means nothing. You know, I mean, in, in the symbolism of everything, it's all the cool shit I do and all the cool people I hang out with. And um, we were kind of talking a little bit about the sports. The, it's the journey that got me here. It's the fact that I won't change who I am. I won't change for anybody. I will not. I act the same around you as I would President Trump. I mean, obviously, I would just say, sir, Mr. President, but um, I am, I refuse to change unless I want to change. That's, I think that's the driving force with me. And uh, my superpower is I just, I fucking love life and I love people. That's, that's it. I just, I do. And it's because I come from not the greatest of circumstances, you know, boo-hoo, poor me, but I decided I wasn't going to be a victim um, I wasn't going to be a statistic. I was going to create my own destiny and my and my own path. And I'm fucking doing it, man. And I just hit 50. And truth be told, I'm still trying to dial it in and get there's there's no such thing as perfection. I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm my job is to just be one percent better in my family, my fitness, my finances, and my faith mm-hmm. every damn day. And that's what I'm going to do to try to spread the the wealth and the knowledge and the wisdom of the the lessons learned because that's what's key right i don't lose i just win and learn mm-hmm. it's great when people tell you how much money they make and all this shit but my thing is is how did you get there like tell me about all all the times that you you struggled and you suffered and it's okay to fail but you just obviously you didn't quit and that's the message i always tell people no matter what po- podcast i'm on it's okay to fail. You know, they always say failure is not an option. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of, man. I fail all the time. If I brought my wife up here, she'd tell you I fail every day as a husband, but I learned from my mistakes. And that's what sets, you know, the average versus the savage, you know? So people that case in point, if you and I get in a fight, man, and you keep hitting me with a fucking left. If I don't block that, you're going to knock me out. If I come back for another fight, I'm obviously hopefully going to start blocking that left. If I don't, I'm a village idiot. We get knocked the fuck out again. So I just take those kind of principles and concepts of life. And, and, you know, what I tell people is, is people always, you know, you always fall down. You always get knocked, knocked over. I don't even dust myself off anymore. I just get up and get dirty. You know, that's the symbolism of it. Cause I know I'm going to get fucking knocked down again. But while I'm up, man, I'm fucking swinging. I'm swinging, but I'm, someone's going to knock something or someone's going to knock me down. I'm going to get up. It's going to hurt. I'm going to go right back at it again. That's what I'm going to do till the day I die. And that's what I think more people need to do instead of the first time they get their ass whooped, they just throw in a towel. I'm done. Oh, bullshit, man. Nobody gets it right the first time or the thousandth time. You just got to keep figuring it out. Fio. Mm-hmm. But then... Uh... You did get your ass kicked by life as a child, as a as a kid, and you lost your dad, I believe. Um, yes, when you were young. Father was murdered. Yeah, father was murdered when I was eleven. It was an abusive relationship. Neither, neither nevertheless, I still loved him. Um, there's been a lot of pains in my life. You know, I always say that men and women deal with six forms of growth and seven forms of pain, and the pains are physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and sexual. I'm not a growth coach. I'm a pain coach because somewhere, sometime in my life, I have dealt with all seven of those things, right? Obviously, some obviously at a younger age than now, you being from where you're at, you can fill in the blanks. We don't, I don't want to go down that road. Um, But 
Um, and my wife has had a very rough upbringing too. But what we've done is, and what we do in my programs and what I do in life is I expose the past and current pain to create the, the current and future growth, which is physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial. What I've done is I've learned how to profit from pain. Everybody avoids pain. They, they dodge it. They, they, they run from it. I run to it. That's what I did as a child. I finally said my mantra is, and I say this, and when I say this, I'm not saying it to you. It's I say this internally. Fuck it. Fuck you. That's what I say to myself. Fuck it, man. You've, you've been in worse places. And this is how I get through everything in life. Fuck it. You've been there. And then it's the F you that I say to myself is that I say that because for a split second, right? I'm doubting myself. And it's like, you know, I've got the certificates. When you come into my office, I got all these cool certificates and stuff like this. It's not an I love me wall. It's a motherfucker. You've done this. You can do whatever you're doing now. So that's what I do when I'm having problems. I showed you a picture of my daughter. I have a picture of my wife here. I've got a fucking, I mean, seriously, I got a fucking bobblehead made of me. Look at this crazy shit. And it's like, if I have impacted this many people and I have done so many amazing things in my life, then whatever obstacle or battle I'm in right now, it really isn't as bad as you think. Now, obviously, if you were battling cancer or something fucking horrible, that's a different story. But I'm talking things that you can kind of control, right? Like the situations, like if you have, a, God, God forbid, if you ever had like a stage, you know, high stage of cancer, yeah, that's a little bit out of our realm. But a lot of the things that we deal with in life, we do have more control over them than we think. Um, and that's what I do. And I do. I, I, and I'm human, man. I want to make this very clear to you. I'm vulnerable. I fuck up. Um, I doubt myself. People are like, you, you can't doubt yourself. Fuck, I can't. I doubt myself every day. But the difference is, is because you, you know as well as I do, it doesn't matter if you live in Ireland or you live in America. Average human being has 60,000 thoughts a day, 48,000 of them are fucking negative. That's not called an inner, that's not called an inner voice. That's called an inner bitch. And what my goal in life is, is I try to kill as many of those negative thoughts as I can so I can create more positivity in life, right? And I don't focus as much on the money. I know everybody, everybody, money, 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 money. Money is not, money is great. I love fucking money. The more you make, the more you give. But you have to focus on the other things, the physical, the mental, emotional, social, spiritual. And then the financial will come. That's the thing. People want their dessert but they don't want to fucking eat the meal. Right. That, and that's, and, and I, and listen, I will tell all your listeners right now, I was guilty of that for years. I wanted the the fame and the fortune. I didn't want to put in the fucking time and effort to do it. But when you reverse engineer that and you go, you know what, the only way I'm going to be a better, whatever that may be is I, me, you, need to understand that our why must be us in life. That's the one thing that I tell people all the time. Like I have a wife and two kids. And if you would have asked me five years ago, what's your why? Now let me finish for the listeners that are here. Cause they're going to be like, what the fuck? I would have said my wife and my kids, my wife and my kids, my wife and the kids over and over. I would have taken it to the grave. But then my boss, Pedro's cooling, who I worked for as one of my mentors said, Ray, what is your, and you know, I started working for him three years ago. In five years, what do you want? What do you want to be? What do you need to be? I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. 
I need to be a better son. I need to be a better brother. I need to be a better human being. And I need to be a better provider for my fucking family, right? And he goes, okay, I get it. So in the same sentence, he goes, well, then how the fuck can your why be your family? And I looked at him, I'm like, I'm confused. He goes, if you, right, he emphasized the word you, need to be this, 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 and this, then your why needs to be you. So I looked at him, I said, and obviously this is Bedros Cooley. And I said, sir, are you telling me to lower the standards of my family? And he looked at me and he goes, no, motherfucker. I'm telling you to raise the standards of yourself. And I was like, and I got goosebumps. It hit me like, I mean, right in the face, boom. I was like, holy shit. And he goes, everything you've been doing is wrong and prove it to me. I said, I've been doing everything to prove people wrong. He goes, now, how are you doing? I'm doing it to prove myself right. Um, I used to use hate as fuel. Now what I do is I channel that hate into, I find, I find the good in every fucking situation I can. Minus the, the, the cancer, fuck cancer, I hate cancer, um, because that's something our family has dealt with. Um, I try to find the good in every situation I can. Every day that I get up, brother, I'm grateful I'm not greedy. Every day that, every day that I, you, we get up, it is a blessing. We have average human being sleeps, you know, six to eight hours, give or take, unless you're some weirdo that sleeps entirely too little or entirely too much. So it doesn't matter, right? You have 16 to 18 hours to do one or two things. Kick ass or get your ass kicked. And I'll tell you this right now. I had my ass kicked most of my life. I didn't like it. So I reverse engineered that shit. That's where I came up with the attack the hill concept. And now I get up every fucking day and I just literally focus I don't focus on the giant plan. I focus on the daily plan. I have a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly plan. But it's like I tell people, life is hard. And all you have to do in life is just accomplish one hard task. And then once that's done, do another and another and another. And once you start accomplishing these hard tasks, you actually program the mind to go, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't so tough. You're a lot, you're a lot better human being than than you give yourself credit for, right? Because that's what human beings do. We talk ourselves out of everything, right? A lot, a lot of the reasons why people aren't successful or where they want to be in their life is because they are their own worst critics or enemies, and they prevent themselves from taking that risk. When I left, listen, we're beyond it, the CIA and Bedros asked me for a job, work for a guy that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. His track record speaks for itself. He said, you will, as long as you do this, this, and this for me, you will never go without. I literally, for, I didn't go, fuck yeah. I went home and told my wife, oh my God, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I literally, Navy SEAL, TV, movies, all the shit. I literally laid there in bed with my wife in tears going, oh my God, what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? Because for me, I had gotten so used to going overseas kicking indoors, doing what most people think is difficult or impossible. I got so used to it that that was my zone of genius. And what I'm telling people is, is I was, I was guilty of being one dimensional for too long. Now I do business for Bedros Cooling. I do sales. I'm, I'm actually business partners with Bedros in three companies, which is I've got Irish descent in me. I know who I'm talking to, a dumb Irish kid from humble no, nowheres in Maryland, right? Father murdered when I was 11. I don't have a great relationship with my mother. A little bit of community college at best. 
I am running with some of the most powerful, influential men and women on the fucking planet because I became three-dimensional, not with just, because each, every human deals with three things in life. They have a battlefield, which is the internal struggle, the business field, which, which is what you do at work, and the home field, which is obviously what you do after working hours, right? And what I did was, is I just took the bits and pieces that I learned from the SEAL teams and the agency and life and all the times I got kicked in the balls, and I just applied it to the business field. And it's not much different. Be loyal. You know, um, I try to outwork the work. It's hard to outwork Pedro's cool. And I got up one morning, fucking I'm on the East coast and he's on the West coast. I got up one morning at like fucking four o'clock to start doing some work. And he literally was already up and that's one o'clock work. And I was like, he, I did a live and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He goes, dude, I got, he goes, I went to bed at nine, got up at 12. I had some work to do. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. God. So I'm just constantly working. And now that I've gotten this, and this is what I tell people, once you get this big success train rolling and whatever, and remember success is not from a monetary standpoint. It's my, my definition. And I know I'm fucking old. I'm 50. My definition of success is helping others help themselves. Right. I love this train, man. And it's just going faster and faster and faster. And this is what I tell people get on or get fucking run over. I will not let people in my life who into my life, into my world and on my train, if they're not willing to put the fuck out, shut the fuck up and roll up their sleeves and get down and dirty with everything in their battlefield, their business field, and their home field. You cannot be a great human being if you are just fucking good at one of those three things. I'd rather be a C student, a C in all those things with, with room to grow, right? Be growth-minded, not fixed-minded, than be a millionaire and I have, I don't believe in myself and my family life sucks because an A and two Fs is not a C average. It's actually a D or even worse. So that's how I do things, right? That's public school there thinking. Um, <laughs> and I know you haven't asked many questions and I go on and on, but I just, I want people to understand that it's not that complex to make a change, try something new. Um, believe in yourself. It's not, it just takes that initial step. And then once you do it, you're like, Oh, that's like the first time I went free fall and I jumped out of plane. I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. I was still scared shitless, but this is cool. And every time you do it again and again, you get a little better, but I still get butterflies in my stomach every time, every fucking time. So that's my advice. Try hard shit, become three-dimensional, believe in yourself you and you and me, we have the power to do whatever we want. Our, your only limitation is yourself. I honestly believe that. I do. And I know that sounds like a cliche. People are like, well, what if, listen, guys, if you're a mom, single mom working three jobs, I get it. But all I'm going to say is just keep plugging away. It will happen. I'm living proof. I've been kicked in my, I've been kicked and put down my entire life. I decided enough was enough. Mm-hmm. What made, what made you uh, make that decision, though? I mean, you lost your dad. You're, you're quite young. You could have easily gone down the path of uh, criminality or end up in jail or join some sort of gang to, uh, to fit in. You know, that's something else that you, that you mentioned before, that, you know, you're, you were quite alone, perhaps lonely, and, you know, trying to fit in was, was, a, big, uh, was a big goal for you in your life. So 
how did you manage to deter from going down that path to then creating this path towards Navy SEALs and everything else has come after that? It, was there, was yeah. there a tiny moment or was there someone there to pull you down that track or was this something within yourself that, that pulled you on? You know, I think it's a combination of many things. I think it's just as a human being, sometimes someone gets pushed to their breaking point. And, you know, like it's like, let's make a deal with Monty Hall. It's like, let's go behind curtain one or curtain two. But I knew that curtain one was the curtain to go. And that was military. I joined the military. Shit, you're not because number one, I was probably going to go to jail. Number two, um, you know, I was doing roofing and there was a lot. I remember there was a rainy season. My mother was bitching at me because I couldn't make ends meet. I was paying rent, paying all this shit. And I just, there, something snapped. And I said, you know what? Enough's enough. Um, and that's where I leaned towards the military. But even when I joined the military, you know, I, I always tell the story. I went into the recruiter. I went to different recruiters and um, I took the ASVAB, which is, you know, you need com you combined score of certain things, mechanical and this and that to become a CEO. And I mean, I fucking bombed it. I did horrible on it. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a Marine and I have nothing against the Marines. I just didn't want to be in the Marines and I didn't want to go army just from what I saw in movies and stuff. I knew it was either going to be Navy or air force. And I didn't have the grades to get in the air force. So when I went into the recruiter, I was just looking around, you know, nervous kid. And I saw this pamphlet on Navy seals. It was like toughest training in the world. And, you know, these guys look like they were this big and this tall and this wide and everything, you know, and I was like, damn, that's what I want to do. And the recruiter looked me right in the eyes and he's like, man, you just, you're not, you're never going to make it. You don't have the grades, you don't have the size, you don't have that. I was like, and I think it was the lack of support at home. I think it was the lack of support from him. I think it was me having, going to my first duty station, taking the ASVAB. I, I took it a second time, missed it by one fucking point combined. Everybody told me to quit. I think it was that. But I think the person that in the earliest stage of my life that helped me do this, and it's not a family member, it wasn't me, his name was Petty Officer Coughlin. And Petty Officer Coughlin, Coughlin, sorry, make sure I say that right, was a yeoman first class. And he was the one that was helping me administer the course. And the second time I took it, he, you know, he was sitting at his desk and he looked up at me and he was like, you know, I think I was a seaman, seaman care. You know, you missed this, you missed it by this, 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 and this, and this. And he told me, don't give up. And I said, well, I'm not, but I mean, I was furious. I mean, it took everything I have not to cry. I mean, I busted my ass, man. So as I left, something here said, you know what? This isn't working. So I walked right back into his office and I said, Pay Officer Conklin. He's like, yes, I studied my ass off. I'm not super smart at school. Could you help me? And he got me the help that I needed external help. My point is I asked externally for help. He didn't do it himself. I took, literally, I was taking like some night classes at a, at a local, at our, we had a campus. I was up in um, Washington state. And sure enough, another six months comes by and I'm standing fucking right in front of him again, man. And I'll never forget it. I'm sitting there and I'm standing attention, you know, and I am just sweating. Because I was told this was it, you know, you can only take your ASVAB so many times and then it's going to be like a year. And sure enough, he's doing some paperwork and he's not looking at me, you know, and this is what makes the story so cool. And he goes, um, Seaman Care, how do you think you did? I said, 
I don't know. That doesn't, he said, that doesn't sound real reassuring. I'm like, I don't know, right? I told him right now, I'm just really nervous. He goes, and he didn't even look up at me. That's what made the story so cool. He goes, you passed. And I was just like, and I got ready to say something. He goes, before you ask how you did, doesn't matter what your fucking score was. And this is what he told me. Because I think to this day, he still won't tell me. He goes, what matters is what you do with the score that you just got to pass. And I've taken that along to, with me to everything I do. Listen, doesn't matter if you're a 70 or a fucking doctor. That's where it comes into. I honestly think I had the minimum score. But what I did with that is what made me the person I am. I could have said, oh, shit, man, I barely made it. I'm just going to give you a bit. No, man, I acted like I aced that thing. I was so proud of myself. You know, I didn't stroke the dick too long. And it was like, OK, that's done. Now it's time to work. And I put in the work. And I went, I started with Bud's class 200 and right here, it says it right here, BMSN, uh, BMSN, excuse me, I wasn't even a, a, a seaman yet, BMSN, uh, Raymond M. Care, United States Navy has successfully completed basic underwater demolition SEAL training class 200 presented this 18th day of August, 1995. I keep that fucking thing up there every, every day. And every time I look at it, I say to myself and other people, it doesn't matter how you got to where you are. It's what are you going to do with it now? And that's what I do. I have just blossomed into what I feel is a better version of me. And I don't want to be just known. This is going to be crazy. Like I look, I got a fucking book coming out. Look, mm -hmm. right. I'm not talking about being a Navy SEAL. It is a huge part of my life, but that's not what I want to be defined as. I want to be defined as a guy who overcame a lot of obstacles, became a Navy SEAL, then went to the agency, and now is dot, dot, dot. It's the dot, dot, dot that matters. And the journey that got me here is what matters, not missions that I've been on. A lot of cool guys are doing that, a lot like my, my buddy Rob O'Neill and them. They tell all that stuff about their books. My my battles are were a lot of internal, and they were you know, in the home front. And I think what I'm dealing with a lot more people can relate to, right? A lot of people go through life. Nobody believes in them. Fucking believe in yourself. A lot of people go through life and they don't have the financial means to do it. Find a way. There are ways that there are programs, there are scholarships. There are ways if you are a great human being to accomplish your goals and dreams. Um, it's all about prioritizing, strategizing, and monetizing your, what your value is in life. And that's what I think more people need to do instead of going through life with the blinders on going, this is it. This is as good as it gets. No, it's not, man. It's as good as you want it to get. If you're happy, if you're complacent with a nine to five job and there's nothing wrong with this, making 60 to a hundred thousand dollars and you're as happy as can be, then good on you. But if you know you're meant for more, then you've got to go out and do more, be more, right? I always tell people, do more, do less, just do. Sitting on your ass, making excuses is only going to create one thing, extra weight on your big fat ass. But if you get up and you create motion and movement and change, there will be movement mo mo and change. There will be that. Because I tell people this all the time. I do coaching all over the, all over the world. They're like, I want to change. I want to change. I want to change. Well, what are you doing to fucking change? And I, it's crickets. And I tell people, well, motherfucker, nothing's going to change if you don't change it. And people go, it can't be that easy. It is that easy. It's okay. Just get your whiteboard and just start. Where do you see yourself in one, three, and five years? 
I want to be here, here, and here. Financially, here, here, here. Family, here, here, here. Fitness, here, here, and here. Faith means believe in myself, here, here, and here. Now what you've got to do is you've got to draw the diagram to get you from there to there. That's where the journey starts. That's where right, you've got to place the breadcrumbs and start making it happen. And that's where people just go, well, no, I don't want to do that. I just, I don't want to put in the work. I just want to get the results. It ain't going to work like that. Yeah. And I'm still doing it, man. I mean, you're talking to a motherfucker that took three business calls on Christmas. I, I, I work. I love my job. I love my life. I love working for Bedros. And he's teaching me a lot of cool things. But it's not about the money. That's what people need to understand. I don't judge a person or a human being by what kind of car they drive, what kind of house they have, what kind of fancy clothes and watches they have. It's about what are you doing to provide a service for yourself and the community? What type of impact boom, are you leaving in the world? Case in point, I'm married, right? My wife wasn't the first woman I've ever been with. I can't remember that shit. But every now and then, she is that meteor that came through the atmosphere, right? She wouldn't burn up in the atmosphere and she, boom, right here. She left an impact on my heart. I want to be the guy that literally, if I died right now, they'll be like, that motherfucker gave it all he had. That, you know, I, that's what I want to say on my tombstone. That motherfucker gave it all he had and he made a difference. I don't want to be, you know, oh, beloved, no, left, no. I don't want any of that stuff. Because when I leave, I want to leave an impact. I want to leave a giant crater in this earth with, with people, not yeah. by, you know, and I don't want, I don't want to be judged on who I'm giving how much money to. It's what did I give that wasn't from a monetary standpoint to people to make them wealthy in other fashions. That's what it's about, man. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest lesson Bedros had to teach me is he kept saying, listen, I'm gonna teach you how to make a lot of fucking money. Cool. The more you make, I said, the more you take. And he's like, no, you idiot. The more you make, the more you give. So that's what I'm doing right now. And that's what I'm going to continue to fucking do. And I love it, man. Yeah. And it feels good. We do, we do live in, a, in an era of uh, entitlement, don't we? You know, you mentioned there <laughs> about people wanting the result but not wanting to, uh, to put in the work, you know, uh, wanting to eat the meal but not wanting to go out and hunt for it. Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I'm not sure where the fuck that came out of i mean this sort of uh idea of entitlement it's it, it's mostly down i'm sure to uh to, to parenting or to the uh to the examples that were shown to these adults now perhaps from their own parents you know there's helicopter parenting and the uh giving them all the all the material stuff and and all that they need to provide and to, and to move forward in life but then also um you know these kids while not understanding the value of actually putting some fucking work in to to earn to earn a, a living and to, and to move forward in life and also there's the possibly the you know there's this uh and you know, you've got two kids so you, you and you're a little bit further ahead than i am i've got a four-year-old boy and i've got an 11 year old girl so yours are a little bit older so there's also the uh the element of um over praising your children and not being possibly constructively crit critical enough with their uh with their work or with their efforts and you know the participation certificates or participation medals oh all this bullshit uh that's embedded this um idea of entitlement that and these kids are a lot of these kids now have grown up to be the next generation the, the adults that perhaps you and i are are working with today so how do you break through that 
Well, um, I actually, with Bedros and our group, we are running a father-son program called the Squire, where we're trying to, again, I want to make this very clear to the ladies. Women, ladies always go, why don't you have a woman ladies program? Because I've been married for 16 years and I don't know jack shit about women. That's why. I yeah. focus on what I know, and that's men. Um, we are trying to, number one, tell the world to get off these, get off this, yeah. go outside and explore the world, right? Hey, listen, man, I'm 50 years old. When I was a kid, I'd jump on my bicycle. I'd ride 14 miles to go get a milkshake from a McDonald's that was the next town over, and I'd still find a piece of ass trying to hunt it down. My point is, is we need to go back to simpler times. Where did all this start? When we started getting all these video games and the internet that allows us to sit on our ass and do nothing. My wife and I yesterday went to a Sam's Club and literally she checked out without going to a cash register. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She was like, oh, when we're done. I was on the phone with Diamond Dallas Page of, of and, uh, and, and NWO, you know, and we're talking. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, my wife is fucking checking out right here. Like we just get her shit. And we just leave. And like somebody checks it. It was amazing. But we just, everybody wants things easier. And I don't, and I think that that's great. Convenient is one thing, but we're not getting, con, it's not about convenience anymore. It's about just being fucking lethargic. You know, we've accepted things. Look at, look at the world. When we were young, models were thin and they were this and they were that. Now it's, well, we have so many overweight people. Let's just make overweight people models too. My wife actually is super built for her age. She, her and a heavy set woman can wear the same thing. My wife will get ridiculed more for wearing an outfit that she looks fantastic in than someone that is overweight that looks ridiculous in it. Because society says the people that look good and are, you know, ahead of the game, that's, that's wrong. And it's not wrong. It's like, you don't know how much fucking work my wife puts into working out. That's the thing. People see me. I go back to my hometown. Everybody's like, you're in great fucking shape. Yeah, motherfucker, but I'm working out an hour and a half, two hours a fucking day, six days a fucking week. And so is my wife. That's the thing. People just want to see. They don't they don't want to hear the story. They just want to they just want to find ways to make shit easier. And I tell you what, I just posted a video that went fucking viral where I got in a guy's ass. I really think a lot of guys literally by the time you're 16 years old, if you have not been punched in the fucking face, you're doing something wrong. You are. I mean, I've gotten tons of fights since I was a kid. But it was just a regular fight. It wasn't, I'm going to stab you and I'm going to kill you. And this it was two guys, me and you get in an argument. We go outside, boom, boom. Somebody hits somebody. Somebody falls down. We done. Yeah, let's get up. It's over with. Now, the fights everybody. On, on social media. The fights are on social media. No, there's nothing. Oh, I know, man. I get shit all the time. I get guys all the time. Oh, I'll kick your ass. Wait, man, come on over. I'm at 809 Lim Drive. Come on over. Come on over. Yeah. People are like, you can't give your address. Come on over. I'll fucking whoop your ass in my front yard just like it happened to me as a kid. And I think if people just, that happened, I'm only speaking for men. I don't speak for women. But I really, and that's why we create these courses. We teach that every man on this planet has two roles in life, to be a savage and to be a servant, right? Um, hunter, provider, protector. But make no mistake about it, you know, and again, I don't mix, I'm talking about just normal Man loves woman. I'm not getting all this other shit that's going on nowadays. I, you know, whatever you're into, but whatever you're taking and need to to ask you to marry, then you are. Your job is to serve each other, serve and protect. And what I think is, is people just want the easy way out. You know, nobody wants to get their hands dirty. Nobody wants to put in a time because social media shows you all these people sitting around, 
you know, I know, I know a lot of these guys, the Sean Whalens, the Andy Frisillas, the Ed Milets, the Bedros Schoolings. You see these amazing lives. These motherfuckers work like 100 hours a week. That's what they don't see. They don't see how these guys are grinding, how they have seven and eight fucking companies, how they're flying around 300 days a year. Like, I'm part of it now. I get it. I worked. Bedros called an emergency meeting on Easter. I had to fly to camp. Uh, to fucking California from Virginia the day before Easter. And I flew back Easter night. Success waits for no one. And that's the thing. Everybody wants the easy way. And I'm telling you this right now, America, Ireland, world, men, roll up your fucking sleeves and put the fuck out and you will actually see and gain results. Because this, mm -hmm. you know, unless you're a gamer or something, it's not going to work. You know, I have a program called The Project. Everybody loves it. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's 13 or $15,000. What the fuck do you mean it costs that much money? How old are you? I'm 20. Well, you're going to be with us till the day you die. That's too much money. And one guy broke it down for 75 hours. But someone will eat out. Average human being spends eight to $10,000 a year in fucking fast food. Don't get me started on how much kids spend on fucking video games. Don't get me started on how much people spend on fucking online porn, on fucking booze, on fucking cigarettes, which make the world go round, right? But no one wants to invest in the ultimate thing that you can invest in. And that's your, and I'm hitting my table. That's your fucking self. No one wants to do that. Everybody thinks it's going to come free. Why can't I go to the course for free? Why should you go to the course for free? And then it's crickets. Well, I just think I should go to the course for free. Well, why? Tell me why. If you give me a great reason why you should come to the course for free, I will, I will waive the thirteen dollars or $15,000 fee and it's crickets. Mouth open. I'm like, just tell me. Oh, that's fucked up. No, no, no. You're telling me you want something for free. I'm just asking you, why do you think you deserve free? Because I do. That's not an answer. That's not, that's not, you're not even justifying anything. All that is, is a response to a question. It's stupid. And that's what people are doing nowadays. When you just need to look someone in the eyes and say, listen, you're doing a great job. Or, hey, listen, you're not doing a fucking good job. And you're not doing a good job because of this, 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 this. And I'm telling you this because I fucking love you. Now, if I were to say that to you, I would not say that to you, obviously, with the giant audience you have. I pull you to the side, speak to you like a man and say, hey, listen, brother, can we have a talk for a second? I want to tell you this because I love you and I care about you. And because I love and care about you and because you're Irish and I'm Irish, we're going to step farther back. I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling. I want to see what you think. Hey, consider constructive criticism. I hope you learn from it. And the reason why I'm telling you is because I'm older than you and I've been exactly where you are. And I want to pass on this knowledge. And if you talk to a real human being like that, 90% of the time, they're going to be receptive of it. It's just these little assholes that are like, you can't talk to me like that. Well, I just fucking did. You know, the guy that I just posted on this video, his name is Reed. People are like, he's a bitch. No, he's not. He's a fucking animal. And people were like, oh, I bet he, you know what he did after I did that? He came up to me and thanked me. Thank you for talking to me like that. Because that's what real human beings do. They accept it. And when someone, it doesn't matter if you're a he, a she, a shim, whatever the fuck it is you are, when you are a great person and you know that you're fucking wrong and someone is coming at you with authenticity and they're trying to make a difference. And I mean, you know it deep in your soul. If you have any type of caliber to being a good human being, you will ingest it and say, thank you. Because what I tell people in all my courses, the project, which is a 75 hour kick in the balls, our corporate training and our father son program, where I administer forms of pain. These are my two biggest things I say to people. You're welcome.
You are welcome for what I'm doing for you. When you see me torturing people, I have people all the time, thank you. You're welcome. You should welcome pain. You should welcome discomfort. You should welcome fucking change. Mm -hmm. You should welcome the fact that you are redlining in your emotional discipline. I'm red, I'm blue, I'm, I'm all over the fucking place. You're welcome because if someone is willing to administer that to you, it's because they actually fucking care and they want to see you grow. Because as a human being, as a man, I'm speaking man to man to you, you will never grow physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially, unless you know what the fuck you're capable of and what your limitations are. People ask me, how do you train so fucking hard? Because I honestly, in my mind, think I have no limitations. But, I'm, I, but I know there's a delicate balance, right? I can't go out and run and kill myself. I use a heart rate monitor. I know I can't get past this number. But I will run at that number as long as I fucking can, right? And that's what people need to do. They need to, people just need to redline themselves. Too many people are driving through life with a fucking cruise control on. You know, how many, like, perfect example, my daughter, when she gets in the vehicle, will go to the same place we went to 100 times. She has no clue where she's going. You know why? Because this is what she does in the fucking truck. Guess what I make her do now? Put your phone down. What street are we on? Um, I know there's a 7-Eleven up there, Daddy. Good. I am training her that if some reason she ever got out of the car or something happened, she knows where the fuck she is. It's about just taking time and teaching. Put this shit fucking down. That's a picture of my family right there. Um, glad that wasn't a nudie, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Um, but just put down the fucking phone. Put down the fucking joystick, pick up a fucking book or go out and explore the world because even though it's still fucked up, it's still a beautiful place. That's my advice. That's it. How do you, how do you fucking do that with, uh, with the kids of this generation? And uh, I know that you are, as I said, a little bit further ahead than I am in terms of uh, your kids are a little bit older. And uh, how, do I, <laughs> how do I avoid these fucking pitfalls that uh, they are potentially going to fall into through, well, through social media, all this fucking shit. Perfect example. Um, I don't allow my daughter to have a lot of fucking social media accounts. Um, I, I monitor, she's 13, how much time she gets on the phone. Um, we do family activities. Um, you want to do something amazing. If you, if you have a family, get a, get a recipe book. I did this with my family and it's amazing. And we pick, like we go through a thing and each one of us picks a recipe once a week and we make something. We take time. We put the fucking phone down. I put my phone on this thing called do not disturb. Pedro's cool. and knows if he needs me, he calls, he hangs up and he calls again. It's important. But other than that, the Pope himself could call me and I'm not stopping. It's about an hour and a half time. Date night. I do date, do date night with your kids, right? Date night with your wife, date night with your daughter, daddy, daughter time. If you have a son, Man time, right? Um, I take my daughter out to eat once a week. I take my wife out to eat once a week. We go on walks together. We take the dog. We talk. And dads, if you work and you're, my mother, my wife is a stay-at-home mom. She's got the hardest job in the fucking world. She takes my daughter to private school, does all the stuff. She runs the house. I don't even know where the fuck my money goes. When we talk, it's about them. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's about them. And we learn and we have fun and we talk and we, I play cards with my fucking kids and we watch movies together. My son's 27 when he comes back. We wrestle, you know, we, we go outside and throw the fucking football around. I have, I'm one of the few guys in my neighborhood that still has this thing called horseshoes. Everybody now uses the fucking uh, cornhole. No, it's about throwing steel at each other. That's what it was about. Fucking lawn darts and shit. We do that. 
fuck your cornhole and your little bag, man. Throw a fucking piece of steel at each other. They bounce around. You got to run. It's awesome. And we'll drink a beer. And that's what people need to do. Get off your ass. Get out of the fucking house and explore life. Explore life. Jesus Christ. Pardon my language. It's, it's that easy. I don't have time. You don't have time not to. That's the thing. Every fucking night you go to bed, there is not a guarantee that you're going to get up. It's what did you do with the 16, 18 hours that you were up? Don't go to bed mad with, with someone in your family and your life. Make sure your kids know they love them. I mean, every night, no, even when I was overseas, Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, Beirut, you name it, Libya, everywhere. I found a way to call my daughter every fucking night to tell her I loved her. Didn't matter what time it was. Every day that she went to school, I found a way to say, I, I love you. Hope you have a great day. You and mama look beautiful. Every fucking day. It, it's not that hard. You just have, it's about embedding that DNA into your kids that listen, the phone isn't bad. It's just that spending time with my family is good. Right. I mean, it's that simple. Like we're going on a vacation to Cancun. I told my daughter, you can go crazy on that phone when we're when you're on the plane. But when we land in Cancun. No, if you'd rather be on your phone when we're in Cancun, then we're just going to fucking go home. And you can just take videos of fucking Cancun and post them that you were there from sitting home. And I'll save fucking nine thousand dollars. And she's like, yes, yeah, Roger that, daddy. And I'm even letting her bring her friend. Great. And 13 year old girls are going to do what they do. I know what they do. They're looking for little cute boys on the fucking beach. And then I'll go, that's what we do. It's not, they're not going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. They're doing this, stay home. Me and mom will go on a fucking trip. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Put down the fucking phones, America, Ireland, world. Yeah. Be, be more present. Or not. Be more good. present. You, I just talked for 10 minutes and you just made a sound. You're so eloquent. Yes. <laughs> be more present. Be more present in your life and your kid's life and in the, and the lives of people that matter. There you go. Yeah. Never- I get on my pants. I get fucking fired up. I'm sorry. No, no. It's, it's all not good, that man. hard. Because it's not that fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like your, your kids are going to also do what they see, not what they're told. So it's about you setting the example as well, isn't it? Demonstrating this way of life for them. Leading by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leading by example. Yeah. yeah. And, you, have uh, to lead, you have to lead. I'm, I'm very... Like, I, I know you've got a very busy schedule. You've got a family. Loads going on. I'm just curious in terms of, okay, how do you prioritize yourself before you uh, attend to everyone else in the day? What are some of the non-negotiables that you have in your life? I know that working out six days a week is something you mentioned. Do you have, yes. like, a solid morning routine that you adhere to to make sure that you're set up and, and ready to, to tackle the day? Or what's it like? Yep. So I have different things. So I have notepads here. I set up for the night before of my, my mission tasking. I have, then I have a Google calendar. And what I do is I have a different calendar for the internal, the battlefield, the business field, and the home field. They're color coordinated, right? Most people will make a calendar for work shit, but they won't for their family shit. Interesting. I make, I, I make a calendar every day that I get up and work out. So what I do is I get up and I use a little bit of a million dollar morning routine. So what I do is, I get up the night before I know what I have to do. I get up at about six o'clock in the morning. My wife makes me a cup of coffee. Um, I sit down for about 10 minutes and just plan out my day to make sure everything's changed. I go upstairs and I send out all my work emails and shit and I hit send and it takes about two hours for them to come back. Then what I do is my daughter goes off to school. I make sure I go outside and say, uh, it's a non-negotiable. I love you. Have a great day to her. My wife, my wife has already worked out twice. She gets up at 4.45 and works out. She already did two workouts. I go to the gym 
I come back and I start my day at 1030 in the morning because of East Coast, West Coast time. I work for four hours. I take a break. I do. I and then I will do another cardio type workout. My non-negotiables is my family, my fitness, my finances and my faith. I get up every morning and I have what's called an MOL, a motto of life. I say, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. I'm going to get up and attack the hill. I'm going to be the best version of me I can be. I'm going to give it all I have. And when I go to bed, I'm going to know that I've done everything I can that day to be 1% better in my family, my fitness, my finance, faith. Tomorrow when I get up, I'm going to take an, I'm going to take a break. When I get up, repeat. People ask me, what time do you get up on days that you don't have to get off? The same fucking time I get up on the days that I do. I get up at six o'clock every fucking morning. I don't need to get up at three o'clock in the morning like Jocko and some people. I don't need to do it. It doesn't matter. I want to make this very clear to each and every one of you. It doesn't matter what fucking time you get up. It matters what you do when you get up. That's it, right? Bob Ritchie, Kid Rock's a good friend of mine. He's super busy. He gets up super early. He goes to bed earlier than me. That's fine. Right? Because he's just hit by everybody. Me, I can get up at six o'clock, get everything done, start my day at 10:30. I'm done my day at about 6:30, spend time with my family, and that but that works for me, right? Um, but what works for me might not work for you. You don't have to get up the same fucking time as me. You don't have to get up the same time as fucking Jocko. It's what are you doing? How are you prioritizing, strategizing, monetizing the time that you have? Because the more I, the more that you climb the levels of success, the more people are going to want to take from you time. And the more, and I'm going to make this very clear to you, time is the most precious commodity we have because it's an, un, it's an unknown, right? I've had friends that have gone to sleep and they've never woken up that are healthier than you and I. I had a buddy of mine who was a SEAL, had a heart attack getting, getting milk at the fucking grocery store. He died before the milk hit the ground. He was in perfect health. But the question that I want to know is, is, as that was happening to him, did he have an oh shit moment? Like, holy fuck, did I leave and not tell my wife I loved her? Did I do this? Did I do that? What are the regrets? Because once this thing stops beating, man, maybe you're lucky and someone can start it back up. But a lot of 99% of the time, this bitch isn't going to start back up. So what you have to ask yourself is what is that? What is that um, going to say on your gravestone? What is it going to say? Here lays a guy that was just a douchebag or a girl that just treated people like shit or what is your eulogy going to say, here's a guy that at 50 years old really started getting his shit squared away because he realized he was a jackass. He was the world's biggest recovering asshole. And now he is going to make an impact. That's what I want mine to say, man. That's what it needs to say. But my four non-negotiables are my family, my fitness, my finances, and my faith. I make sure I attack one of those a day. Mm -hmm. But faith is not religion. Faith is the ability to believe in myself. This cannot, you are not going to go anywhere if you're waiting for other fucking people to believe in you, don't, don't, it has to start with you. I am going to be, and then do, go be it, yeah. go be it, go, that's it. Just go do it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen a month. Probably not going to happen fucking next year or two. But if you believe in yourself, don't let any, and don't let anybody fucking deter you, man. If I listen to people, I'd probably be in jail right now. I got a big, beautiful house. Look at this. I've got a fucking cut out of me right there. My wife, look at that. Make that shit up. I'm going to auction that off for charity. People want it. I don't know. They're fucking weird. But, um, and that's how you are going to climb the ladders to achieve the best version of you that you can be, which I feel is real success. You strike me as uh, someone who contemplates death very often. Is that true? That you know that your time will be up at some point? And I know it. I know it. I know it's going to creep up on me. So I, I, I'm not scared to die. I just want to make sure that I've accomplished enough before I die. 
you know, and obviously as a man, as a provider, you know, like making sure insurance is here and this is here and every, I'm just making sure that everything's set in place for if it does happen to me. Mm. But yeah, I'm not scared. I'm not scared to die at all. I'm not being a badass. Um, it's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, it's what I'm scared about is I'm not going to be able to change enough of right enough of the wrongs before that time comes. I mean, cause seriously, right now, anything we could get off here and I could, you could die tomorrow. And so could I, I hope that doesn't happen, but stranger things have happened. Mm. So my job is, is I'm trying to change as much as I can, um, as quickly as I can, but in the, in the correct fashion, the correct manner. I'm not going to take shortcuts. It's got to be done right. It's got to be done right. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it right. Well, you, if, you know, you don't fear death, but do you fear dying with regrets? Is that like the, 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 the big, under- Oh yeah, that's, that's the big thing. I regrets, not, you know, there's a, there's still some, some uh, wrongs I got to write even in my house here with the wife and things like that. I'm not going to make no mistake about it. I'm human. I fucked up a lot. Um, and I'm, my goal is to change that. It's going to take time. Hopefully I have enough time to do that. If I die tomorrow, that's not the way I want to die. I'll tell you that right now. I don't need to get into that right now, but um, that would be a miserable death. Maybe give me 10 years so I can, I have more, because I'm going to need time. I need a lot of time to fix some shit. Shit doesn't get fit. You can't, you, if you've hurt someone or you've done horrible things or you know, you've, whatever the case may be, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, or financially hurt someone or you've been hurt. It takes time to fix that. When people say, oh yeah, it's, I'm good. It's a facade. They're just, they're just blowing smoke up your ass. No, it's not, right? It's, people carry demons and toxic cognitions with you. You can't kill a demon. You can't outrun it. You can't outshoot, move, or communicate it. But what you can do is turn around and name, claim, and tame that motherfucker. Yes, this, 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 yes. I, I accept responsibility for it. And yes, this is what I'm going to do to make sure that I keep that sleeping demon asleep. You know, if you're an alcoholic, don't drink. If you're into fucking drugs, don't do drugs. If you're into porn, don't put your, right? It's about putting yourself in the right environments with the right people so that you don't make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing now. Unreal, man. Well, I'm absolutely fucking fired up after this conversation. I'm sure all the listeners are too. And you've uh, you're you're quite active on social media. You've got a few pages. Yeah. So where's the best place to find you if people want to reach out? Best place to hit me up is on Instagram at Ray Cash Care. You can hit me up. I got the blue check, so it's legit. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, Cash Care, and then you can even hit me up on. I have a blue check on Facebook. I think it's under Frog Mindset. Dot com and then it's Ray Cash Care, former Navy SEAL. No, I did not fucking give myself that title. Bob Pittman from MTV did, and now it's a running joke. <laughs> Cheers, Bob. Yeah, nice old man. It's uh, it's been fucking epic. Yeah, thanks so much for your time and your insight and your inspiration. Uh, and and when this is ready, I'm going to send you a copy of this. Okay, I love it, man. Yeah, when's that coming out? When's the book out? It's going to still be a couple more months. We're working a lot of things. We're working on the cover right now. I'm getting all, and it's, it's a very unique book. Nothing like this has been done before. It's, it's, it's insane. So um, it's not about being a Navy SEAL. It's about the journey that got me to there, to the agency, and that got me married to this beautiful woman. It's, it's about the journey. It's the struggle. It's nitty. It's gritty. It's raw. It's, 
yeah, I'll throw a trident on there because everybody wants to fucking see a seal book, but that's not what it's about. So if you're looking for another cool Navy seal book, that's, this isn't it. <laughs> so what, so what kind of book is it then? Who, who is this book for? This book is for anybody who's ever struggled or suffered in life, who is looking for some insight on how to dig yourself out of the dark cloud or hole that you, you have put yourself in. Because I believe that through the past that I have, a lot of people with a horrible childhood had put me in the hole. But the problem is it's like, it's like the story with the baby elephant. You put a baby elephant on a fucking chain and as it grows up, it won't come off that fucking chain, but it has the power to. I'm going to give you the fucking power to get off that chain. That's, that's what, and I get fired up about it, man. I fucking love it because I don't want to see people suffer like I did. It's not fair to you and you don't deserve it. But what I tell everybody is, is if you don't buy this book and if you're not doing anything to better yourself, then I do blame you one fucking thousand percent. Take accountability and take actions on yourself. If you don't like where you are, then fucking change it. Reach out to me on DM and I'll help you personally. I answer every fucking DM as long as it is a nice DM. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice one. So go send him some nice DMs, everyone. And uh, yeah, this has been absolutely epic, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. It's been an honor.